Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host, Amy Hills. Talking Tourism is an initiative of the Tourism Industry Council Tasmania, the peak industry body for tourism in our state. If you're a first-time listener to Talking Tourism, welcome. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that we release conversations regularly about the best and brightest in our industry. Usually these conversations are insightful, inspiring and informative about positive things that you can do to make your tourism business and our industry even better and more successful. Today's episode is a little different. Today we're recording on Monday the 23rd of March during an evolving situation in terms of how our Australian and Tasmanian governments are preventing the spread of COVID-19 and of course that's creating quite a bit of uncertainty for everyone. This is especially true for those of us in the tourism, hospitality and events sectors who are facing a very challenging and anxious period over the coming days, the coming weeks and months. Collectively, working together, we're working through the ramifications of what this will mean for our businesses and our industry. And that's what this series of podcasts is designed to help you with. Today, I'm speaking with Melita Griffin from Lifeline Tasmania, and we'll be talking and having a conversation together around uh, how many people in our community may be feeling, uh, some of the tools that we may be able to put in place and just about some of the support that is available for for people who may need it right now. Welcome, Alita. Thanks, Amy. I guess to begin with, um, a lot of us have been seeing the COVID-19 uh, situation develop for, for many weeks in, mm. in many forms of, of media. Um, but this, I guess the last seven to 10 days, it's become very real. Mm. What types of, I guess, feelings and emotions uh, may some people be, be feeling right now? It can really vary, Amy, and I suppose that the, the first thing to put in perspective is uh, even though we as together as a community going through this, we all uh, deal with uh, whether you, you call it um, crisis or unusual times differently, and it's okay. <laughs> so um, the first thing is to point out some might be feeling anxious, some might be feeling afraid. Uh, many people are feeling uncertain about what's happening here in Tasmania and Australia and around the world. Uh, don't block out, block out those feelings. Uh, get in touch with how you're feeling and it's okay to talk about it. Uh, it's okay to take time out and talk about it with others and okay to take time out and have some self-care. And it's okay to seek help and support right now around mental health and the way you're feeling. The feelings are, are probably overwhelming. Uh, it may be feelings that some of us have had previously in our life, but for, obviously for different situations. And it's a matter of us tapping into those feelings and, and thinking about how we coped in the past and what are our coping mechanisms around these. Mm. And especially for uh, the tourism and, and hospitality industry, uh, mm. it's, it's an incredibly stressful time right now as they look to, to make decisions around their future business and, and staff. I guess what I'm interested in, if I'm an employer and um, I'm having yeah. these feelings myself, but you're also there to support your staff and your team, yeah. 
how does someone navigate that circumstance? In terms of that feeling of needing to be a leader and provide support, I still think it's okay to show a bit of vulnerability there. Um, I still think you can lead um, with, with being in touch with your emotions and speaking openly about that, you know, I know that I've heard particularly in the last 24 and 48 hours, a lot of people in the hospitality and tourism industry have had to let staff go, uh, their casual staff. And that's not something um, that, that anyone wants to do in, in, in at any time in their life in terms of um, having to terminate staff's employment. Uh, so I suppose for you, it's trying to work out for, for each individual uh, – Looking at that self-care in your day and working out, okay, these are my feelings, this is how I'm feeling, who am I going to connect with to talk that through so that then I can get on with the practicalities of, of, of running the business um, and doing what you need to do to, to keep your, your organisation alive. So setting up mechanisms for yourself. Some organisations would have an employment assistance program set up. Uh, reach out to that and and use that employment assistance program to have those conversations to, to build the strength and find the strengths within you. And that's what we're also asking people to do in terms of um, is looking at your strengths. Identify what your strengths are and then identify the other areas you don't feel as strong in and, and how you can support yourself in building those up. So, yeah, it, it's about encouraging people right now. It's okay to ask for extra support around mental health. It's okay to take time out for self-care to enable you then to, to uh, have the resilience and the resources you need uh, to, to deliver those conversations or have those meetings or do what you need to practically in your business. Mm. And can we, I guess, talk about that self-care aspect a, a mm. little bit more? Because often I know when you're in stressful circumstances and you feel like everyone's relying on you or it's moving at a really fast pace, you don't mm. simply have the time or the mm. headspace to exercise self-care, but I guess, can you explain why that is so important? Yeah, so the importance of self-care is the steps we take to prevent illness. It's the steps we take um, from a mental health perspective to stop us from, from getting to that point where we so, feel so overwhelmed that perhaps we can't get on with our um, day-to-day activities or get on with, with, with doing um, what you need to do in terms of concentrating and making decisions. Uh, and self-care for everyone looks really di- different. For, for one person, it could be uh, ensuring they have their morning walk every day before they head into work or, or commence the work day. Uh, other people, it, it could be that they regularly need to hop on the phone to a friend or, or a mother or, or um, someone that's really important to them. That's good for them. Others, it, it could be cooking, reading a book. It varies. So this is a time for us all really to take that time out and think about, okay, what are the strategies that work for, for us can I identify those and how do I prioritise them now in my day? Because they are actually more important than ever so that we can uh, ensure that we can build up our resilience and have the, the skills and the mechanisms to be able to cope during this really difficult time. And a, and a lot of our listeners who will be listening today may be sole traders. They may be working mm. on their own or in very small teams um, and may not feel like they've got someone to talk to. What's your Mm. advice for them? There are people out there to talk to. So if you haven't got someone you can reach out personally, there are a range of support systems out there. The first one uh, is Lifeline. We are available for 
any Tasmanian Australian any time, day or night on 13, 11, 14. Uh, you, you can feel safe to pick up the phone and have a confidential conversation with one of our crisis support volunteers to help you work your way through uh, what you're trying to process at the moment. Uh, the other thing is we also provide uh, Lifeline text as text service and that operates from 6pm to 12pm midnight uh, on 0477. 13, 11, 14. If you find it really hard to pick up that phone and have a conversation, you feel more comfortable writing it down through a text message, uh, we, we can uh, provide you the support you need over, over Lifeline Text. The other thing is right now, um, the general practitioners uh, are available uh, through telehealth consultations. A lot of general practitioners have shifted the way they're operating at the moment to, to reduce risk to us as a community. Schedule a, schedule a meeting with your GP. And I suppose this is something that we encourage everyone sort of to do at the moment. If you, if you haven't touched base with your GP in a while, this might be a really good time to have that conversation with your GP. So consider uh, connecting with your GP and, and looking through not only your, your mental health, but your physical health. I mentioned before about the Employment Assistance Program. Uh, some organisations have that. Get in touch with that Employment Assistance Program. There's people there on the other end of the phone where you can uh, get support. And, of course, uh, there's psychologists as well in terms of getting referrals through your general practitioner. So there's lots of helplines and resources out there. There's also, besides Lifeline, not to forget uh, Kids Helpline for, for your children as well as Beyond Blue as well. Um, but there's, there's, there's help out there. It's, uh, I suppose for some people, the hardest step is making that first step. And we really encourage you, particularly at this difficult time for us all as a community, is it's okay to ask for extra support right now, particularly for your mental health. I've seen popping up all over the place on social media, uh, and this is one way we can make social media work for us, is there are a range of uh, groups that have been set up uh, through social media where you can actually get some support there as well in terms of it might not necessarily be the mental health support, but some practical support to, you know, raise your hand and say, hey, I'm struggling. Uh, and and it's okay also practically to put that hand up and say, look, I don't know what to do. And it sounds like a lot of organisations right now are going through that, particularly obviously sole traders who, as you mentioned before, don't have anyone to turn to. Find other like-minded people like you and, and start problem solving together. Let's share the load because we really are all in this together. And just going to that, um, I guess, element of, of social media, because I see that mm. one of the areas of, of advice is to manage your exposure to media yeah. coverage. And obviously social media is, is a big part of that and it can be used um, for great good, but it can also, mm. I assume, uh, cause some overwhelm and anxiety. Mm, definitely. So when we talk about media and social media, uh, particularly right now, we can find it overwhelming. It is available for us 24 hours a day. So if we want to reach out and find something, we'll find it. It will be there for us. Uh, so it's about limiting your media exposure or your social media exposure and, and making it work for you. So in relation, particularly, obviously, in relation to the coronavirus or COVID-19, um, it is weighing heavily on us all and we've got two little um, and perhaps more pressures weighing on us. There's the, the business side of things and then there's the health side of things. It's really important that we keep up to date with the latest news and advice that is 
from a reliable source of information. And right here in Tasmania, that is the Department of Health Tasmania. So if you're looking for the actual information about COVID-19, that's where we should be turning to is reliable sources of information. The other thing in terms of media, we need to stick to those reliable sources of media as well. Uh, And I've seen over the past week um, some disappointing uh, journalism and, and, and use of media in terms of headlines that, of course, is alarmist reporting that can really overwhelm people. So stick to that reliable source of information and decide how often you're going to check in. So at the moment, for example, we know that the Premier Peter Gutwin is providing a, a daily weekday around 9.15, an update. Perhaps that's where you might choose to, to tune in to the Premier at 9.15 each morning on social media and listen to that. Um, and then we know that of an evening, it might be another good time to tune into the media. And then using what part of social media do we want to access? And 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 perhaps unlike pages that we find are overwhelming or not helpful and restrict how long we're on there. Mm. Yeah, look, that's really, really good advice and, and something I've been noticing for my for my own self-care over the last mm. couple of days, which I'm I'm sure everyone listening would be. The other thing I'm really interested in is um, if someone does reach out to, say, an organisation like Lifeline Tasmania mm. um, and they ring the number, what can they expect? What what happens then? What yeah. what sort of conversation happens? They can expect that they will be heard and listened to and they won't be judged uh, and it's completely confidential. So they can expect that they will have a safe conversation uh, and they and they will feel like the attention is all on them, and and uh, and as I said, that that really listening and hearing and being with them, and, and really allowing you to articulate your pain and and get that out in 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 how you need to communicate that. Uh, they will help guide you and find help you find your strengths within yourself to enable you to work out what are your next steps moving forward uh, after that, you know, in terms of that overwhelming moment that you might be experiencing at the time. Uh, but definitely a com- confidential conversation is the, is the first thing and one that's really helping you find your strengths within you. Mm. And just just finally, Melita, I'm, I'm interested mm. in, I mean, obviously where we're, a lot of us are going into self-isolation or we're being told to to distance ourselves. Um, mm. and, and for a lot of uh, tourism businesses or those who have worked in hospitality, um, they're very used to, to social environments, to be chatting with their, their colleagues every day. They form that friendship and camaraderie. Um, and, and for some that, that may, I guess, feel a bit like a, a grieving process. So how yeah. do we still stay connected and, and show that kindness to each other, I guess? And you just mentioned that word, connected. Connection is the key. Uh, and, and we need to um, look within us and find resourceful ways to be creative to stay connected with others. Uh, we have some of the tools around us, obviously, as I talked before about social media, emails and phones. And, and let's think about, let's perhaps not change completely the way we do things. Uh, if you think about, I'm going to shift a little bit for you in the moment, Amy, but let's think about, um, we've just heard in the last 24 hours that gyms need to close. Yep. Uh, okay. Yes, people are, 
uh, that is completely devastating not only for the, the health and fitness industry, but for people it's part of their outlet in terms of staying connected, being in touch with their body um, and, and staying healthy. Uh, but let's think around that, okay, we can't go to the gym, but how do we stay connected with our body and stay physically active? Let's still dedicate that same time you go to the gym each day and um, use that time to, to physically be active and there's a lots of platforms out there now that we that other the businesses are providing us to actually uh, do our workouts in our home um, and using uh, our technology to support us with that so then let's take that same principle about staying connected um, I'll give the example this morning one of my colleagues uh, I'm already working from from home my colleague is still uh, wrapping some things up at work her office is right next to mine and she walked in this morning she found it a bit hard with not me being there so she she pulled out FaceTime and gave me a call and we had our regular Monday morning chat about you know how did the week finish last week and what are our plans this week and how are we going to tackle it together and stay connected mm. uh, other things to consider not just in the workplace but but at home uh, it might be that you regularly have Friday night drinks with, with friends uh, Perhaps you can still tackle Friday night drinks, but in a different creative way in terms of using different um, platforms or different apps to still bring in and and do that cheers with your with your glass and and have a chat still all together. Other things is that you might regularly uh, watch a movie with friends. Well, pick a movie on Netflix, schedule to sit down and watch it all at the same time, and stay connected through that movie by either texting throughout or, or FaceTiming, etc. So it is really these challenging times are asking us to be resourceful and be creative. And if you're challenged in terms of, you know, how am I going to do something, remember, let's talk about it and and put it out to others and they might have some creative ways on how we can connect and stay connected. In terms of what what signs should we be looking out for both within ourselves and, and for our loved ones and those who are close to us around whether we're doing okay or whether it may, uh, I guess, be moving into a realm that we, we do need some extra support? Most definitely. For, for all of us in Australia at the moment, I think, um, as we mentioned before, those different feelings, a lot of us are feeling anxious, afraid, uncertain and sad. Uh, but what we do need to look out with our loved ones, our work colleagues or for staff is if uh, a what we discuss as a or uh, refer to a depressed mood lasts longer than than perhaps over two weeks, as well as another number of signs they'll go through that we should start looking further into that and and showing some concern. So, if a person has a depressive disorder, they would have a range of different symptoms that we could look out for. So, as I mentioned before, it, it, it's that depressed mood. If if someone's feeling really down and out for for a long period of time, two weeks of more, we we need to recognise that and and delve into that a little bit more. The other thing is is if people have a loss of enjoyment and interest in activities they'd usually uh, enjoy. So, when I mentioned before about self care, identify those things you enjoy, but if someone's not even able to enjoy what they normally enjoy, um, definitely we should uh, really uh, look into that in a point of concern. Other things to consider as well is if we're, we're having that lack of energy and that real extreme tiredness for, for that long period of time, the feeling of worthlessness and, and feeling guilty when something's not really our fault. 
people might start thinking about death a lot or suicide and talking about that. Um, so please keep an eye out for that. And then difficulty concentrating or, or making decisions. And obviously we're all feeling really overwhelmed at the moment and, and we are finding it hard to focus. But if this goes on for a longer period of time, as I mentioned before, that two weeks or more, we, we need to um, pay attention to that. Uh, moving slowly and sluggish. And, and other things to consider is around the sleeping difficulties. So if you see a shift in someone's behaviour uh, around those areas I talked about in terms of their mood, their lack of energy, their, how they feel, what they talk about, difficulty concentrating, uh, the sleep changes and, and eating changes, that's when uh, it's important to sit down and really have that conversation about how they're doing and really listen to, to how they're feeling and, and uh consider urging them to consider talking to a professional and, and the first point of call is your GP and if people aren't confident yet to do that, then certainly call us at 13 11 14. Thank you. That's great. That's really practical advice. So I really appreciate you bringing that one up. Just finally, in terms of before we, we finish up, um, mm. if there are some businesses out there and some operators today listening today who their livelihood, they're concerned about their future and their staff, um, the key message from this podcast is there is help available to to help you navigate that. Most definitely, Amy, and, and particularly I'll, I'll repeat again, we at Lifeline are available 24-7, seven days a week. We are committed to supporting Tasmanians and Australians through this hard time and you can call us. Thanks so much and, and thanks for um, spending the time to, to chat with us from your home office today. Um, it, it's, it's been really, really useful information and I do hope our, our listeners um, also find it find it useful. Thanks so much, Definitely, Malita. Amy, and, and I'll just point out in perspective, we are all in this together. It is a unique and different time um, and we can, you know, we can navigate through this together. Thanks so much for joining us, Melita. And, and just to uh, finish this podcast, some important information to uh, let you know of where that support is available. Uh, there's Lifeline Tasmania, who you can call on 13 11 14. And there were those other sources of, of help and support that Melita also mentioned, which is the Kids Helpline and Beyond Blue, which are both available online as well. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism.